get ready for another episode of the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. Real talk about the voiceover industry. Welcome back to the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. Hi, Brian. Hi. You're dancing. Hi, you give me a little dance. How exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a dance? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a little side-to-side move thing. <laughs> right. That'll probably be the extent of what Matt does at the wedding, because <laughs> right, he's exactly. not a good dancer. <laughs> Do the sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> well, the white man's overbite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so welcome so back. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you decided to join me today and take some time out of your busy schedule. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. So what'd you bring to drink? You had something in your hand there. Uh. That could be anything. It looks like soda. Could well, be Jack and Coke. That's what it is. It's actually a Jack and Coke glass. But it came what's in with it? my every every year when those I like Jack Daniels, and so every year I get a Jack Daniels kit. I didn't <laughs> so know you liked my, Jack Daniels. Yeah, above my refrigerator, it, you open it up and almost all falls out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like Jack Daniels glasses, Jack Daniels whiskey, Jack Daniels just crap. It all just kind of comes down on you. But um, so uh, yeah, so whenever I have Jack and Coke, I I drink it out of the. Uh... So are you having Jack and Coke now? Yeah. Oh, you are. See, mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. So that's funny that you have the connection to Jack and Jack Daniels because my connection is always to, te- to tequila. Mm-hmm. So today a friend gave me this coffee because it's too early for tequila. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so everything I get is tequila. <laughs> okay, so you're not drinking. You're drinking coffee. No, I could not drink at this oh. time of the day. I would fall asleep. I'm too, I'm yeah, too old. You can tell how much is in there. Uh, and you could have lied to me. Just said it was just Coke. Yeah, it's a, there's a cap full in there. <laughs> Does it help you with your promos? No. <laughs> Alcohol doesn't help. doesn't help me in any way when I do voiceover. <laughs> no way. Other than makes me slur or something. You know. Well, that's not good. You're doing it like Tonight, you're about to start your day. <laughs> action news. You know? Plus, well, you know. You know. It's, it's as I get older, risky. I don't drink as much. So. No? Mm-mm. Doesn't react mm-hmm. well? Mm-mm. No, like, it's just, I just you don't feel good when you get up in the morning. Instead, you <laughs> replace it with shakes in the morning. Yeah, I have the protein shakes too, the plant-based protein shakes. Throw no, the bananas meant, in the in the strawberries in. And, I meant yeah. the ice cream one from Chick Fil A. Oh, <laughs> that creates for breakfast? mucus. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll have the uh, chicken minis and a shake for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there anything new I'm, going on with you? Because I'm 18. <laughs> uh, anything new? Uh, Tammy and I are going to go to uh, Hawaii. Oh, and, very uh, nice. In in April, she she rockstar in her job and her company's like, you won. And so we're gonna go for three days for her company, but we're gonna do the ten day and we're gonna. Oh, good. I was gonna say you don't want to go all the way out to Hawaii and not, not for not for three days. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So this is our third trip out there, and so we have our little thing. We like to be on the like we like Maui, which is where her company's doing, and then we're gonna go to the Big Island, and we like Volcano National Park. We like oh, to hike cool. and see Kilauea and. I assume you're not working? Mm-mm. Not bringing no. anything. No travel no. gear. Just good. Turn it off. Very uh, nice. And I haven't in like think two or three years because of COVID and everything else. I haven't traveled at all and done anything. I got COVID in over Christmas. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I thought I had not gotten it. My daughter's like, Dad, let's go to Disney for, uh, you know, before Christmas. I'm like, I'm like, yay. And I'm standing in these Star Wars, you know, in these corridors <laughs> with tiny 10, corridors and people going like this. There's no way I'm not going to get something standing here. So, and I did. Did you all get sick? 
No, just me. Just you. <laughs> she got it earlier in the year, and so she didn't get it. She she didn't get it at all, but I got it. So how'd that affect you with work? I worked. You still worked? Mm-hmm. What, yeah. Did it affect you at all, like vocally or sinuses or uh, throat pain? Yeah. Well, the COVID part was just, I had a worse sore throat I've ever had in my life for three days. And then, um, but Oof. it really didn't affect my voice. I didn't lose it or anything, but... Right, and that's when Fox hired me to do Special Forces: World's Toughest Test, that um, that reality show, and I had just gotten hired to do it, and I was like, "Great, I'm gonna work and see if they call me out on it," and they didn't, yeah. which is good. But, but did right it hurt? after COVID? Mm-mm. Oh, the the sore throat really was killing me. But to voice with the sore throat? No, uh, uh-uh. wow. to swallow, not to not like strep, where it just hurts all the time, and you're like, yeah. and it feels like there's something stuck in it. It was only it was only when I swallowed. Oh, thank God. So I didn't. In bed sleeping, it didn't wake me up or anything. Uh, but um, after COVID, I got a horrible cold, like really bad. <laughs> and and right after, I'm like, good, I'm oh, I'm I'm negative, yay! And then like two days later, I had this awful cold and a sinus infection. Jeez, which <laughs> you're no back. you're no stranger to. No, I get them all the time. And uh, I got it, and it wouldn't go away, <laughs> and it didn't go away for like a month. Oh, my God. So a lot of what I was doing was Special Forces World's Toughest Test on Fox. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to. But they didn't, you know, it just sounded like I was puking a little bit more when I did it versus. I think, do you have any tricks on getting rid of any kind of sinus? uh, No. Congestion? Mm -mm. What do you take? Inquiring Um, minds want to know. If I'm feeling terrible, I just take DayQuil because it's got Tylenol in it and it helps you with the aches and pains and it's got a decongestant. And at night, I'll, I'll do the NyQuil, which is, you know, got like diphenhydramine or whatever that's going to make me pass out and, and sleep and yeah. whatever. But I just try to let it run its course. So I'm a DayQuil you know. fan myself. Yeah. DayQuil rocks. Yeah. DayQuil's really good. Um, I have a, a nasal spray that my doctor gave me too that helps, but sometimes it makes me a little sleepy. Mm-hmm. The nasal but, hey, spray that you clears hit... you, that opens your sinuses, I really try to, like Afrin, I really try to stay away from that. It oh, those are up, bad. burns up the sinuses and it comes back awful. You, you get that relief for a minute. And yeah. you're like, oh God, I can breathe. That's great. And then just, it's just, it's just, it's like, you, it's like a deal with the devil. <laughs> ah, oh, this is worse. You know, so, yeah. So, well, enough about sicky. That's okay. Uh, good to so, know. So, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, business is good. Uh, I had a really good year considering uh, a lot of um, networks and people selling and things moving around. I had a really good 2023. Two. Good for you. And uh, yeah, no complaints. And, Your taxes uh, done? Taxes are being done by the CPA. Yeah. Right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yours? Mine, mine as well. Being yeah. done by the CPA. Right. Being, being done by the CPA. So um, yeah, yeah. Things are uh, things are things are good. I'm not. Uh, I don't have any um, any real complaints about anything. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's always you know I do so much contractual work. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the annual contracts and um, companies are always trying to find ways to cut costs or, or do something. So you have to kind of ride that wave and stay close to your clients so they don't so you you don't get a bean say, counter. How do you how do you maintain your relationships with the contractuals? Well, it depends. You know, if you work with a VP of creative or a creative director at these stations, then you're always kind of close to them because you're working on a creative level. Mm-hmm. The larger market stations, the big stations, have got a VP of creative that you never talk to. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're talking to their producers or whatever, and you 
you tend to be a little further away from them. So, so you're just dealing with producers at that level. You're dealing with producers. And um, yeah, that could create a gap and the VP may not feel as close to you. So you, you mm. could be a little susceptible to, mm-hmm. you know, the inevitable change or, or, or whatever. So relationships are so important. Let's yeah. talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about relationships with your clients. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Relationships and, uh, are what, what's going to bring them back to you. Right. And and be appreciative, you know? And I mean, honestly appreciative for your clients. Not yeah. like, hey, I'm this big voiceover person and you're hiring me and I'm, you know, I think we know, we know people like that. And, and it's just, they're not thankful. They're, they are, um, they just have the wrong attitude. And they may be good at their work, but I think in the end, those are the people that are expendable. And I've seen it. I've mm-hmm. seen great voiceover people when they work, and eventually they get uh, they get kicked off of big projects because they're a pain to work for. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. They, you know, it's like work with gratitude. That's my my angle. Even if it's a small job for a local client, I don't care. I still give one hundred and fifty percent. I still check in. I'm still, you know, zero ego on it. Whatever they want, they need a million takes. Fine, that's fine. Whatever yeah. it takes to make them happy. Um, to create and sustain that relationship. Right. Um, that's and, what's Anybody important. that's paying you for your voice, it's like there's a zillion voices out there. They're picking you. And it's like, yeah, you might be good, but they're not picking you because they can't pick anybody else. Right. You know, they're picking you because, you know, you can deliver the goods. And if you have a great and appreciative attitude, it's great. I got a guy that uh, in Australia that just emailed me and it was a recommendation from another guy. And I worked for a video game company or something. 1.30 in the morning and I got a I got an email from him and it's um he just needed some VO and so I got up this morning and the first thing I did is send it to him and it's um I don't know what is it like five in the morning or something like that in in, in Australia I don't know I, was, I can't keep track so, so he'll be getting up and he'll be listening to it and, and hopefully he'll like it yeah you know and I work that's... with a client that um I try to be extremely helpful with them as far as the fact that it took like three months of an onboarding process for me to even get into their system as a business. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing hurdle that I know they always have to go through with talent. So the fact that I'm in, I'm good. So now to represent other talent through, you know, my company, they love that. And I'm prompt, 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 prompt. And it's just like, hey, Linda, can you get Aaron to voice such and such for me today. Yep. Let me check on that. I don't care where I am. I'll be on my phone and I will reply immediately. Let me check on that for you. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you'll see in an email thread, she's so easy to work with. Just call Linda. Just, you know, and I think, yes, this is the reason why customer service is so important. Mm -hmm. It takes it. It's so hard to get into the door. So you don't mess it up. Right. With stupid stuff. And, And it's hard if you have the right attitude and you're like, wow, you know, I really appreciate this. This is so thank you for the work. Then the the, the attitude follows. You mm-hmm. want to help them because you appreciate them giving you work and you want to work for them and you want to do a good job and you want them to be um, taken care of and you want them to be happy. And so, you know, and, and, it, and that's the that's a feel good factor that you you run back. It's got to be genuine. And yeah, too. I give everyone my cell phone number. All my clients, here's my cell phone number. Text me, call me. That's, that's why I'm on your team. Um, but it's got to be genuine because there are talent that will reach out, and you can just smell the the fake. Yeah. You know, and the and insincerity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the the group, you know, text uh-huh. or group email situation. 
right. that just you can tell and 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 yeah. that just takes that that extra step out that says yeah you know maybe this person isn't the one I want to call because of mm. a healthy ego is good you know because you 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 need to have confidence in what you do because the person hiring you needs to hear your confidence and that helps them oh this is a confident voice actor mm-hmm. he or she knows what they're doing they've been in this before and my whole thing when I get into sessions with new producers and clients is to make them feel comfortable. Mm. You know what I mean? Everyone's on edge when you go in. I just did a narration for Exxon Mobil and there was a lady from Exxon in it and everyone was great. And there was a big production company uh, that was spearheading the project. And so I had, you know, some writer on the phone. I had an executive producer and I had the client and I had a script and I didn't know what they, I didn't know what they wanted. So, yeah. you know, I, they, they, they heard my audition. So I started there and I don't even, you know, I don't mind. I don't have to go, okay, do you want, okay, one take, okay, let's read this and, and do it. And say, like, what do you think? And it's just like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I meet at the halfway point. I'm like, well, this is what I did. <laughs> Play it. You know, like this, this is my audition like that. And so, uh, so that's, that's what attracted you to do the hire. So that's a great place for us to start. Mm-hmm. And so there's a big old like, well, you know, we talk and we yap and everything. And when are we going to start? And I just yeah. go here. Let me read it. Let's let's uh, here let's here just, we go. Mm-hmm. At Exxon Mobil, you know, whatever. And I'll just do it. And we start. We got. I got. You got to run it. You got to run it up the flagpole. You got to throw it out there and see if it sticks. And My- four, you know, four people are going to get in it. And I and I really enjoy that process because I think that I'm confident that I can almost do anything. I think. Right. Well, you have a, <laughs> I lot think of, I you have a very a lot of confidence. I I know that um, for me, I, I immediately start voicing when we've connected and maybe they're not ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I just start running through the script so they can hear me, and mm-hmm. that seems to really like ease ease them up a bit. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, you know what? The way you were doing it before sounds really good. Just want to make a few changes, and I'm, and it helps me with my nerves too, because mm-hmm. yeah. I've gotten it out. The client has heard it without it being like, okay, you're on, go, you know, right. without that pressure, which I still feel. New clients don't. New clients liked your audition, but they don't necessarily know where to go. And they might like the voice, your quality of your voice and your interpretation, but they really don't know where you're going to go in a full session. And so, right, you know, it's oh. uh, you run through it and you do it and. Those days of, you know, being worried that the client is not going to like you, you know, we've been doing this for decades, so it, that, that doesn't... What's the I, most amount of takes you've ever been subject to? <sighs> <laughs> There's got to be a memorable session. Like, 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 on, a, like on a commercial? Anything. There were there, where you were with a producer who was just not happy and needed, you know, reassurance. <sighs> Well, I don't want to say the producer wasn't happy. I think that the producer was in the process of producing their project, too, and had visuals and things and, and, and needed different speeds and stuff like that, or maybe hadn't picked the music yet. And so... But as far as your read goes, have you ever gone through a situation where the client needs... They can't find the right... They, they want you for the job, but they can't, mm-hmm. you know... No, no, that's never happened. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, that's never happened. I have a story that I've told many times and I won't tell it again. But um, I had a client who I had one line and he was just pissed from the moment that we connected. <laughs> I had one line 
And we connect. Well, that's the problem right there. We connect on ISDN, and he's like, do you know how much money you're making per word? That was his like introduction to me, and I was like, yeah, oh, man, this session. <laughs> so he had me, he kept me the whole hour, and he had me do like 90 takes of this one line to get his money's worth. That's what I'm talking about. But Devega, mm. you have not experienced that. That's a very common thing. I, you know something I did? There was one time, it was 20 years ago. I think it was like 1999 or 2000. And I got booked to do, and my voice wasn't this deep. It wasn't timbered. It wasn't smooth. It was didn't have that. <laughs> I was no. I was just more kind of pukey, you know. And I and I had done a, I had done an audition when my voice was, it was, um, I was lucky. It was very low and at the time, and it was for like they're not around anymore. But there used to be this cable channel called Speed Speed Channel. Mm-hmm. It was like next on Speed. It was like race cars or something. I, say race cars, I don't know what it was, right? yeah, but it was like huh. you know action but deep. And these guys got on ISDN and I, you know, like eating a cheeseburger or something. So I'm like, speed. (laughs) And, you know, and I had no. And they said something like to me, um, can you do it like the audition? And I'm like, whatever the line was, you know, there's nothing better than speed. (laughs) And they're just like silence on the other end. And I felt so bad. I said, you know, if this isn't working, I don't want to put you through it and you can go yeah. get somebody else. And they're like, no, 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 no. And then I read for maybe like five more minutes and and it was just like, you know what? <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, yeah, we're going to run this back up that I'm like, okay. And they disconnected. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. it was just the, the biggest feeling of like, ugh, I know. that I ever had. But um, Okay. So you have had sessions where it's not, you know. I did. I did. And I did. And I just, and that, that was really in the, I wouldn't say 20 years ago was the beginning of my career, but getting on, you know, doing long form with yeah. why people were listening over a digital line and stuff like that. I, I, yeah, for some reason, that's probably the only time I, I think that I ever felt like I wasn't delivering. I think that also because you have so many clients that are repeat relationships, mm. You know, you're not having to start, like, for the rest of us, we audition for all these little projects, which is Mm -hmm. all different clients. So it's like you have to start from scratch each time with these clients and try to impress them and all that. I service clients or clients have used me before or they leave a company and they go to another one. They're like, hey, we worked together back at ABC 123. Can we use you again? And just, you know, whatever. But that's the wonderful thing about being a veteran voiceover person that the people you're working with are also veteran. Right. And, um, you know. But, uh, like, I've got people that obviously, you know, I have to do something for Wink when we're, when we're finished. Mm-hmm. Um, Wink from Fort Myers, Florida. Right. And it's, it's still for me because I still audition for all sorts of strangers, you know, even being in this business as long as I have. And, yes, I have my veteran clients, but I still am exposed uh, to the – here I am making my first introduction. You really don't know who I am, but you know, here's my <laughs> my little business card and my little let me let me make a good impression uh, thing that just doesn't go away for new talent. It doesn't go away for talent that have been doing it forever, unless like you go the route that you have, uh, where majority of your clients are people that you've known for. A good a good while. A long time, yeah. 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 So it's so good and for you, ta- Brian. 
What's that? Good for you, Brian. Good for me. I'm very fortunate. <laughs> I, I just and and but the thing about it is, is from a business standpoint, that was the plan. Yeah. And it it has tied me to the studio, and you know, it's they're long days. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm standing right where I'm standing. I've been standing in this place for 16 years, and it's just all day. When I get in, I don't leave. Every yeah. now and then I can get out of the studio if I'm way ahead of my work or whatever. I might even be able to go take a nap for 20 minutes or 25 minutes when I'm like, okay, 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 look at this. That's nothing on my schedule. And I can go, go, you know, I'm tired. I would like to lie down or something like that. You ever get um, bored, though? I don't. Wow. I never get bored. It's ponderous, and it and it's the same thing over and over again. Uh, Do you think it's because, though, you read a variety of things? Even though it's promo? I don't know how to explain it. I don't... No, I could never do what I'm doing for this long and be bored with it. Other people, like my father, he's like, I couldn't do what you do. Yeah. You know, he has to go out and cover news stories and stuff like that. So he's always going somewhere where something is blown up or crashed or something like that. So he's always coming up on something new and there's always a new perspective, a new way to cover it or shoot it and, mm -hmm. but, and get the information. But me, my contractual clients are all the same thing. It's always a 15 second. My, my life is in 5, 10, 15, 20, and 30 second increments. Right. That's half of my work is mm -hmm. contractual. The other half are bookings. Okay. So right down, almost right down the middle of my income, half TV and radio contracts or you know, promo contracts or whatever, and the other half are bookings. Bookings for what? Television promo and stuff like that, that, that where you're not gotcha. under contract, you know, mm -hmm. like if you get booked to do something for like Showtime or um, or a, a trailer, you know, mm -hmm. something where you're paid by the session, you know, rather than on a retainer fee and you just do an unlimited amount of work. Uh, so because like at the level that you're at, basically, you don't have to go out and seek work. Your agents are bringing you auditions enough flow to like <laughs> well that's kind like of if, interesting you say about you know agents um i think the big thing is do, do people need agents and i have talent that call me all the time and it's 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 absolutely wonderful and flattering to get calls from other talent and we talk about it and it's like do i need an agent do i need a manager do i need and i if it's at the stage they're at, even some of them are very accomplished. I'm like, no, you need relationships with clients. If they introduce you to a client or whatever, then that's your relationship at that point. And you expand out on from your buyer. Um, everybody that I know who want, who's a young talent and, and wants an agent, it's because I can get an agent and then I can get the big work. I can get an agent. And sometimes, sometimes that happens. Sometimes it does. Sometimes somebody gets an agent and they get it. They get it. They get a break and they audition for something and they get a big account or something like that. And oh, interesting. Um, but I am not the czar of voiceover. I can't. I can't yeah. say that it's, it's going to happen or it's not going to happen to someone. I've been doing this for a very long time, and what I have found is that it's just not like that. This is a relationship business, right? And it's word of mouth. And over the years, you work with people or you, or like I became in my in my career when it started is I became kind of a thing, you know, right where I got 
a booking and it was just a sound that everybody liked and 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 there wasn't a lot of competition there, not everybody had a laptop and a microphone and the internet back then you had to be a talent and mm-hmm. and it was looked at that way yeah. so there's so many more wonderful opportunities now because of technology so if somebody wants to really dump their heart and their soul into becoming a voiceover actor or a voice actor and they seek coaching, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. from professionals who've been doing it a long time, who know where the pitfalls are and, the, you know, no interpretation and how it works and, and really take it to heart. And there, there, there's a lot of people out yes, there working. Yes, there are. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people. And I'm, I'm kind of pigeonholed into the promo, into the promo world, you know, imaging right. and promo, promo and trailer. But I do have a lot of students that like think I'm just going to get a bunch of agents and then they just keep on this hunt for agent after agent after agent. And then they'll have like 10 agents. Mm -hmm. And I know. Yes. And I know a lot of talent who have Mm -hmm. small boutique agencies all over the country. Yeah. One in Pittsburgh, one in Denver, one in Houston, one in Oregon, you know, whatever. And they're always doing these kind of regional. I used to have one. I remember I had one in Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. and I got like a lot of stuff for like Intel. Where you'd walk into like Best Buy and there'd be a little computer running. The Intel G5 chip. I feel chip. like though that you know, the whatever, agent the Intel, for me chip. anyway in my history has somewhat created this barrier to the client because the agent would be the one dealing with everything. And then I would just connect with them for the session. Bye. Great hearing from you again. And boom. Whereas when you are able to develop the relationship yourself, you know, it's more personal. Um, and then I find some people mm. too are intimidated by agents. They don't want to yeah. work with agents. So I felt very distant uh, to clients because right. my agents were 100%. always like right in the middle of everything. And I guess it's that's the normal process. Mm-hmm. But well, the way that I look at it is, um, you know, agents play two roles as agents. The mm-hmm. buyer is actually capital for the agency, not the talent, because ah. the talent ah. can leave. And um, oh, a guy told me this a million years ago. He was just like, the agents work for the buyers, not the talent. Which is not entirely the case. It, 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 it isn't. The talent have to be represented by an agent. However, if the agency has the Coca-Cola account, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, right. they're, and they're always using a different talent, then the agency wants the, the, that, that the, the ad agency to come and use them as talent, come and use their talents all the time. Yeah. Um, agents are a necessary evil uh, in a lot of ways, um, but you just have to do your own stuff. You know, it's there's a real dance with agents, uh, agents and buyers and talent. There's a dance, and it's the sooner you learn the dynamics of it, the 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 better off you're going to be. And you can't. You have to take everything, and you can't get a chip on your shoulder. Understand mm-hmm. that. Let's say that you as a talent, somebody calls you. Oh, I heard you on blah, 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 blah. Who's your agent? We want to use you. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, my agent is blah. So they call blah agent or you reach out. Hey, this client and someone who found me and they're going to call you and they're like, great. Well, when that happens, you get a booking and whatever. But that also opens up a relationship with the agency, Mm -hmm. your agent with that agent and with that agency, the person that booked you. And they have every right to go back and say, hey, I know you use Brian. I know he's great and whatever. Hey, we got a lot more talent, you know, for projects. Let me see. So that's happened countless times in my career where someone goes to whatever and next thing you know, and then eventually it leads to your demise. 
That the oh, agent keep, that the, the the agent keeps the the agent keeps the relationship until your buyer doesn't need you anymore or leaves, you know, or gets fired or quits or moves on mm-hmm. or retires or whatever. And then the agency, hey, we've been providing talent to you since blah 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 blah. So they get to keep that, yeah, keep that account. And and so that's something that you have to understand, and you have right. to, and that's the dynamic. That's part of the dynamics and the dance. The other thing is, too, is that you have to understand that agents represent you and they're different people. And unless they're literally connected at your hip and know everything about you and how you act and what you want and what you don't want while they're trying to balance and not potentially price themselves out of a relationship or whatever, that they represent you. And sometimes they're not going to represent you exactly. Mm-hmm. And the the buyer doesn't want to talk to you necessarily about Billing and expenses and, right. and or, or rate and whatever. So they go to the agent. Sometimes the agent might go, well, he'll do it for blah. And you happen to know that this guy has, is on a string budget, a shoestring budget or something like that. And then the budget doesn't come and then it doesn't come through. The, the buyer isn't going to call you to go, you were too expensive. So you end up calling your agent going, what happened to my, what happened yeah. to the guy that called? Oh, they, 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 they didn't have the budget. It's like, well, mm-hmm. why didn't you run that by me? You know, yeah. why do you, I would have done it for $10 or whatever, you know, whatever, <laughs> to keep that client, to make them happy, to show that I'm halfway. And, yeah. and, you know, that's tough though to but, do, but you got to remember that agencies work on 10% commission. Right. So if you do something for $10, the agency gets a dollar. Yeah. Well, you, the non-unions will take 20%. Non-union, non-union agents will take 20%. I didn't even know yep. that. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, so you just like I said, it's a dynamic. You have to understand that your agent doesn't isn't going to make all the right decisions all the time. But an you, agent is probably only good with the relationships they have. So, like, if they don't have any solid, if they don't maintain their own relationships with these agencies and with these, well, that's what clients. they want. That's what they want to do. You know, that's yeah. what they want to do. But agents are not perfect. They, they it, like I said, in, in some ways, they're a necessary evil. Um, but then again, talent. Isn't either. There's a lot of talent out there who we were talking about, about having the right attitude or whatnot. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I've heard countless stories about how agents book one of their talents with an agency or a job or a network or whatever. Don't show up for the session, have a bad attitude in the feed. Uh, don't show up, miss sessions completely. Who does that? I'm at, you'd be surprised. You would be so mm-hmm. surprised. And, it's, and, and they use them and then they go, you know what? We don't like this person. They, they These don't are have people a... that are up at the top level and they don't show up for sessions? Sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. What kind of confident, what kind of balls you got to have to do that? I don't Jesus. know. You know, it's amazing when you start, when you start making money and you start, uh, you know, getting popular. I'm not going to yeah. tell you. I'm, I, a long time ago, I remember when I started booking everything. And I'll, I'll use this as a lesson. Let's let's tell everybody. When I started booking everything, I remember I was in your studio like a million years ago. Yeah, up here in New York. And I did an audition for Sci-Fi Channel. Mm-hmm. And 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 got the account. Got to be the voice of Sci-Fi. One of the voices of Sci-Fi. And that right there, I don't remember the year, Linda, that I was up there doing that, but but. That was like the zenith. That's when there wasn't a lot of people with laptops and USB mics and stuff like that. And I was booking like every single thing I was doing. Wow. And 
it was an ego boost. Mm-hmm. It was a real ego boost. And it was just like, I never took it for granted. But I do remember thinking, I'm hot shit. That's what I was thinking. I'm, I'm, hmm. I'm literally booking network gig after network gig and getting contracts and contracts and contracts and contracts. And unheard of things that, that it blew the agency away. Yeah, wow. So they were just like, it was amazing. Mm. And I remember, I remember getting somewhat of a sense of entitlement. Interesting. I do remember that. And I remember that auditions would go out and I would be thinking, if that person isn't on the audition, I have a better chance of getting that. So I would, why is that person on the audition? I make more money. I bring more money in. I bring more money in the agency. Don't I, you know, deserve a little extra, you know, a little extra? Wow. A little extra. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I remember that. Or there would be another talent out there who had a shrewd business sense. And if they got an audition, they with my current buyer, that they would go Mm -hmm. in and try to push me out. Mm -hmm. The killer instinct Mm -hmm. kind of thing. The killer instinct. And I knew that about the person. So... I would call the agent and say, don't you dare let that person audition for this account. Mm. I don't need that kind of crap and heat, you know, whatever. And I had no right to do that. Mm, Interesting. I had no right to do that. And I don't know if the agent pacified me or just went, oh, God. And, you know, being a female in this industry, it was, I, I guess you probably learned that there was a female, good female talent. It, it's hard to find an agency. So the female talent in the agency, very protective, mm-hmm. very, very protective on the roster. The big ones that bill a lot. Yeah. And you get pulled in. It's like, hey, I want an agency. So talk to the agency and you interview with the agency. And the agency might say something to you like, well, you know, you're not what we're looking for or you're not right for our agency or whatever. And you're like, that's a bunch of crap. I'm an accomplished voice actor. Mm-hmm. So I know that's not it. And then this agency has to dump on you and say, we're not going to assign you. We're not going to represent you. And if you're a solid talent and you're making six figures, you know, you're doing this. That's mm-hmm. not the reason. The reason you're not getting that is because there's some lady. That's what happened to me. Yeah. You know, works, that's what happened to me. That works up at the network level mm-hmm. who is like, I will leave your agency if you bring on yeah, some, I was some trying A-list to get of in. talent. I was trying to get in with your agent, and that's mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah. This woman was like, hells to the no. Yeah, no, no way. I'm going to take my clients, are, and then that yeah. was it. You are not going to rep Linda Bruno. I will yeah. walk if yeah. you do that. I kind of took it as a bit of a compliment, though, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I thought, well, this person obviously feels that I'm competition. Uh, so that made me feel good, even though the rest of it made me feel like absolute shit. Yeah. Um, but I did but, it, too. Yeah. See, that rear talent that did yeah. that. I yeah. was kind of like that, too. I didn't tell them not to rep anybody. Well, maybe I did. Maybe yeah. I did. Yeah. Very protective because you had all this stuff. Like, but again, I had no right to do that. Yeah. And uh, But I never went to the client and said, don't hire this person. You know, I never did that. I just, you know, yeah. dumped on the agent. Don't do that. Don't whatever. But there are but, people uh, that do that. There are people that do that. Yeah. So there was a sense of entitlement, you know, back many years ago. And uh, it wasn't very becoming. I didn't like that. So how Part, did you change? Why did you, how did you know? Do just you grew up, change? just grew up. Yeah. Just grew up and went through, 
everything had grown so quickly. You know, it was like, oh, you got a network. Oh, you got a network. Oh, you got a network. Oh, you were on yeah. four trailers at any, four trailer campaigns at any given time. You know, I'm like, wow. You know, when you you feel that euphoria of this momentum and you don't want anything to stop it. And when something, I remember my agent, he said, things are going to go away, dude. You're not going to have everything forever. And I had like a cable company in Philadelphia or something. And I was doing a yeah. newscast. It was called, it was Comcast before they owned NBC. And it was called CN8. It was their little <laughs> local cable channel. It's like tonight on CN8 News. And uh, something happened and I had to either let it go or they did away with their cable news or something like that. And I'm just like, oh no, I'm losing CN8. And the agent was like, see, I told you, you're going to lose, you're going to lose something. And I'm just like, no. And so I had not been repped long enough to know that. Yeah, the highs know, and the lows. Yeah. We've been doing it for a long time. You've had those great big clients that you've had for years and then they go yeah. away. I went through a period of like that for uh, when I moved to New York. It was actually after I'd been up in New York for a while. And then I was just booking everything. I uh-huh. was booking different genres, too. So yeah. I was booking promo. I was booking commercials. And my my promo agent would call me and go, oh, you're my renaissance woman. Guess who booked it? You know, And I just went through that period. And they had explained to me that this is what talent go through. There will be a period where you will be the voice, the it voice. Um, and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Ride the wave. You know? Yeah. And then if you're lucky enough to get a contract like I did with Disney, you know, that lasted 14 years, that's tremendous. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you know, it's like ride the wave. Enjoy the fact that right now your voice is what these folks are looking for. Um, and don't take it too personally when it ends because right. it's going to end. And it will end. And it will end. And hopefully you've had the right deal. Then we talked about having the right mental attitude with your clients because and your buyers. Because those buyers, if they really liked working with you, maybe the company that they're working for, you know, has made a change, shut down, moved, right. and whatever, or right. they've left or whatever. I have found that my clients find me. That's great. Especially ones that like leave TV stations and go to other ones. And that's because of relationships. And that's because of relationships and they like the work that you do. And I've had guys leave radio stations to go work in the corporate world, like corporate video (laughs) stuff. Really? Like go work for a company that's big enough to have their own media department. (laughs) And so they start narrating for them or or someone will even go to an ad agency. Mm -hmm. And so then I'll get a television campaign or radio campaign union, which 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 is great. And those come and go. But what we've talked about is having the right attitude. Mm-hmm. Be thankful, be prompt, never take anything for granted, and be appreciative. Right. You know? And understand mm-hmm. that that, yeah, you're gonna get butterflies going into session. And it's and it's and and hopefully it's not because you don't think you can deliver the goods. It's just you want your client to be happy. Yeah, you know it's what a I good mean? thing. Mm-hmm. And you you're, do you're, it the, the more you do it, the better you care. off you the, the better mm-hmm. off you are. So that's a good that's a good topic, you know? Uh, very nice. I'm glad we found one. Yeah. yeah right. I know. <laughs> well, we've g- known each other for <laughs> But this is how it works. Ever. Just start talking. What are we going to talk about? This is what we're talking about today. Right. It's it's important to yeah, uh, everyone. Absolutely. And this goes for any one of the talent, if you, whether you're a new talent or you're old talent. Understand uh-huh. the pitfalls and the, you know, the ups and downs and everything that we've had on our journey, right? Yeah. And the, they need to understand that, 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 that's to, life, what to expect. 
I try to explain that to the students because, of course, they get very frustrated in the initial stages because they're auditioning, auditioning, auditioning. And I'm like, look, you just need to have the patience to keep at it. And then eventually you'll book a job here. Make sure you do that job freaking great. Mm -hmm. Make sure you make that and start to build your client base. But it takes time. It is it is it just takes time. And there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. One of the things I've uh, first of all, I I don't get 99 percent of what I audition for. Yeah, same here. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. But I don't go into it thinking I'm not going to get booked because I, I read it and then I'll get a booking and go, wow, I didn't think I was going to get that. And I did. Mm. And uh, but you, but what makes you do it is the love of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to see a script and you interpret. It. It's not like you know, you want to get it, but it's your craft. You enjoy mm. looking at a new script and going, wow, OK, let me read this and let me look at this yeah. and, and do it. And it's 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 more for you. And your interpretation and, and, and your craft and what you do, you're enjoying. It's like art. And mm-hmm. whoever is, is listening to you or auditioning you gets to see your art or hear, in this case, your art. And if they like it, that's that's what happens. You get booked or you get a callback or whatever. But Or maybe they don't like it for that project, but they like mm-hmm. it for something else. Yeah. And they if, remember you. If you get an audition for something and you send it in, it's going to get heard. Yes. The uh, the old day when you were a new talent and you would read. This is what all newbies do when they get agents or or they get an audition and they, they, they from somebody is they read it and they send it in. And then they, they wait a day or two. And then what do you think they do? Contact you think of, the, uh... Yeah. What do you think <laughs> yeah. of my audition? Was my audition what you wanted? Is that what it is? And, and it's like or they call the agent and the agents have to field these calls from talent going like. Did that they like me. my auditions? Like I don't, I don't know. I I sent it to them. That's their that's their call. Why didn't I get booked for this job? Yep. And agents, I used to hound my agents. Yeah. <laughs> it was agents terrible. have to hold your hand and go. No, your audition was great. It was not a problem. Yeah, Whatever. yeah, yeah. Now agents are like, I don't know why you didn't get booked. Do a better audition next time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They're just like. Aah! I would because, call them when it would be slow and be like, what's going on? Is there some information you can give me? And I swear I could just picture it. They had this big book of excuses and then they would go through it and go, oh, let's tell her this today. Yeah, it's just been generally slow. Oh, the union, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I'd they go, always okay. had a generic answer. Yes. You yes. Know? It was never specific, specific right. to me. Like they knew everything, why you weren't booking and, <laughs> you know, whatever and told you. And like, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like they were the czar, you know, the, the, the know-it-all, the god, the wizard of voiceover, you know. Don't look behind the curtain. I'm pulling all the levers and all the buttons for everybody's career. I control everything. And it's like, you don't Pretty control much. anything. So your agents are a used car lot, you know? The talent, the talent are, it's like tender cars. for voiceover, you know? It's like, that's the, that's the, that's the talent. And, that's uh, funny. You know, they can't read anything. So, yeah. you know, they go, you know, people contact them and say, uh, we need an audition for this. And so there's a lot of times I don't get on the audition and I yeah. hear about it. And I'm like, why wasn't I on the audition? Well, they wanted, you know, <laughs> there's always an answer other than, well, you sucked. Or, <laughs> yeah, but the answer But the answer is probably more like, well, you're already working a lot and we're trying to develop new talent. So we didn't mm. put you on the audition. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what it's more like, you know. So I want to stay relevant, you know. I want to stay right, relevant, right, right, you know. Right. But you can't make them do it. You can't make yeah. them do it. So that's why the relationship part is the important part. Is important. Don't lean back on your agent thinking that they're awesome. going to just like make you a zillionaires. Yeah. <laughs> not not going to be. Right. Not going to be. Well, it thanks, st- Brian. It starts and ends with you. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, loved it. 
appreciate the information. I think everyone else gains a lot of it as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, Um, absolutely. And yeah, that'll do it for another episode of the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. Um, Check our website. You know where to go. VoiceOver.guru. Coach with us. uh, Take a workout with us. It's all good times. Good times. We care about the student and not the money. Right. (laughs) Because we're doing voiceovers. Yes, exactly. But thank you, Brian. It's always great to see you. Likewise. Take care. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. Real talk about the voiceover industry. Learn more about us and get coaching at voiceover.guru.